You're listening to the Marketing Masters Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Marketing Masters Podcast. I'm your host, DJ, and I'm joined by my co-host, Eric. How's it going today, Eric? It's going great. How are you? I'm doing good. So what are we talking about today? Today, we're going to talk about campaigns. When's the last time you ran a campaign? And that can be an advertising and marketing campaign. But like if your sales are down, you should run a campaign. Yeah. So I mean, there's all kinds of different campaigns you can run. There's different reasons you run them. There's different tools you use during these campaigns. So I guess maybe we'll get started with the right, right at the beginning. We'll get started with the different types of campaigns that we want to talk about today. Now there's more than these three types, or you could have subcategories. But just to keep it easy going, we're going to talk about product campaigns, service campaigns, and I think you said branding campaigns. Yeah, branding or awareness. Like to start with the third one, an awareness campaign is just saying, hey, this is my company, I'm, I'm out there and this is what we do. So the whole idea is to expose people to your brand, who you are and what you do. Yeah, so brand building, I mean, that's really important. I know we, we've talked a little bit about branding in a, in a past episode in which businesses this might matter more to. And, and we talked a little bit about being a more long-term game. So these campaigns obviously will be helping that helping you in the long term with your business or helping you, um, you know, you know, build yeah. the brand, get noticed, awareness. That, that was a good word. Awareness was a good word. So. Yeah, exactly. So, a, a, you know, we so we talk about in Marketing Masters and both DJ and I in, in our business practices, we do a lot of content creation, social media, uh, you know, uh, website stuff. So it's it's like the whole idea is that if we're if you're continuously talking about your business through your social media channels and on your website, then it's then it's like at some point you need you need to have a campaign. You need to run campaigns to be much more specific, and and we break that down into a product campaign, a service campaign, or maybe an awareness campaign. Okay, so so that's a so that's a branding campaign. Then a service campaign will just be extra specific here. Um, in case anyone doesn't understand. And the service then would be um, someone who offers business services or offers services on a personal level. It could be a window cleaning company or, um, oh gosh. Yeah, ex exactly. You know, it's, it's like your business either sells products or, or provides services. Right. So, and I guess that covers the last two there. So the other one would be products. So with that then, let's, yeah. I guess, move into tools you would use for these three different types of campaigns. Um, and I, I would say, like, I think you kind of run all three campaigns sim similarly, right? So they're not the exact same, and you might change out some of the tools, but a lot of how you run a campaign is going to be similar, um, and you're going to use a lot of these tools no matter which one you're running. You're just going to change the way that you're using the tools. So Yeah, and, and campaigns are very specific. They're very tactical. You know, it's like, I'm selling a pillow. It's a thing. It's a product. I want to talk about that pillow and that pillow only. You know what I mean? Right. So then it's, how do I sell this pillow, this product? You know, how do yeah. what, what do I need to point out about it? I need to make it look comfortable or am I trying to even talk about a very specific two or three things about this pillow? What makes it different than other pillows? Yeah. And the, and the idea that it's like, you know, if most of our posts are just about our company, you know, it's, it's like we have to sell specific products or services to people. Like my business is very service focused. So, you know, you know, one campaign might be, hey, we're, we're promote, you know, we're talking about websites, you know, or maybe we're talking about website security, 
you know, or maybe we're talking about, um, you know, building a mailing list. You know, it's it's like uh, there's there's a lot of services that I provide and, and DJ you provide. And, and it's like, so we have to make people aware of these services. You know, we can't just say, hey, I, I'm an advertising agency. Hey, I'm a marketing agency. You know, it's it's like I found that we have to talk about specifics, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. that's what a that's what a campaign should do. Right. So then, I guess if we're running a campaign for web design, right, then I, I would almost classify it as a product campaign. But then, when you do it as a website management or a search engine optimization or um, anything like that, then it becomes a service for your website. So it's it's a little bit different. And then choosing if you just want to run general a very general topical campaign that just tells that you're a marketing agency or like you were saying it's it's good to get specific because if you get specific then then you can get really drive home certain points and certain ideas and get a certain kind of cut client or customer that you're trying to work with so that could be yeah and, and, right. i'm sorry oh no go ahead go ahead no i was just gonna say like uh you know it's 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 always like if you're a realtor your campaign would be to promote a listing I want to sell this specific property, and this is why this property is special. And typically, a campaign is something that that you're going to boost, you're going to, you know, uh, you know, advertise. So I'm actually working on a real you know, estate campaign right now with a realtor, and yeah. and yeah. So his is you would. There's a couple different ways that you could do this, right? So you could be you helping people sell their homes, or you're helping people find homes, or you're doing a mix of both. Or sometimes they even go into the brokerage where they actually help them finance their home too. So they already have three different mm-hmm. types of services they could be offering. Um, and one of right. those services is technically kind of a product, right? Because it's your, if you're selling homes, then that one's almost like a product. And the other two are more services, helping people find homes or helping them get into the homes you know, through approval and financing and things like that. So the yeah. picking which one of those you want to do as a realtor and then designing a campaign around that. Or, or again, you could be very general and just cover, hey, I'm a realtor and make a campaign about that. Um, that's, you know, that's going to kind of throwing a wide net. So you're really, it's okay to do that, but you should also have campaigns running where you focus in on just one of these at a time. So you can really measure how it's working and the results you're getting and things like that. Yeah. And, you know, you know, we, we, we all receive ads all the time. You know, if you're a pizza place, you know, it's, it's like your, your product ad is going to be about a, a, a specific pizza or an offer, you know, mm-hmm. um, Whereas you're not talking about, hey, we're we're the best pizza place in Brevard County. You know, it's it's like, so right, so, right. So, uh, so a know, specific yeah. offer would be like, like you said, instead of saying we've got the best pizza ever, that's our ad. You know, best pizza, cheapest pizza, whatever. You get more specific than that. You know, it might be uh, we're selling wings, so you can get pizza and wings, and that's your your campaign. You're getting both of them right, together. Exactly. That's the campaign. That's the offer. So so you know we see it. We're exposed to stuff all the time but it's like often small businesses aren't aren't running any campaigns ever and it's like again the whole goal is you know we're trying to get business mm-hmm. and 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 i think i think people you know very rarely are actually running campaigns and they need to and again it's it is it's often tied to ads it's often tied to an ads an ad spend but i, yeah. I think uh I, you know to step back a bit there's kind of a process when when you look at like oh i'm going to run a campaign I think it starts with what's your goal? What are you trying to do? You know, are you trying to uh, sell a product? Are you trying to get more people to visit your website? Are you trying to build up a mailing list? Um, There's lots of goals and you need to identify that because if you don't have a goal, then you can't tell how effective your your ads are. 
Right, and all your call to actions and everything that goes along with this campaign are going to be driving towards that goal, pushing people towards that goal, the sign-ups or um, the following yeah, exactly. or the sales itself, yeah. right? So. Exactly. And, and sometimes, you know, and uh, a campaign can be an ad spend where it's like, hey, there's this local website magazine that I love in Brevard County called Everything Brevard. So it's like you could say, I'm going to do a campaign with Everything Brevard and you create all the fun stuff. Often the magazine publishers will help you produce it or you can bring all your creative stuff to them. And that's the idea that, it, that it's like you're, you're, you're going to run a campaign. Uh, let me step back a bit. It's, it's like, so after we identify our goal, the next thing we need to figure out is who are we trying to reach? Who's our audience? Who are we trying to target? And then once, once we figure out who the audience really is, that's when we determine where should we be placing an ad? You know, you know, uh, how do we reach that audience? Right. And so that, so, that kind of works into the tools you're going to use, right? So yeah, which tools you're going to use to reach this audience or where, you know, where are you putting these things? That's also a tool. So it could be social media. Um, and even then you have um, branches of social media, right? So certain, certain social media platforms are better for certain demographics and they're better right. to reach certain, you know, certain people or, or even to um, share content, right? So certain ones are better at sharing videos and certain are better at graphics, but some social media platforms are better for blogs. Um, some are better for interacting with people. Um, I think a really good example of this is, um, we're going to get a little deep here with social media and then we'll come back out and we'll talk about some of these other ones. Um, Facebook to Instagram, right? They're kind of similar. Uh, they're, they're not really, but most people use both of them or at least one of them. And the difference between, I had someone ask me recently, how do you get a ton of Instagram followers? <laughs> like, I think the right. best way from the people I've seen and the people I've worked with. Um, and I know a lot of people who have just tons of followers, um, not from me, but just from themselves. And this is why Instagram's a little bit different than Facebook or Twitter or places like that. Instagram, you kind of have to have a personality. Um, it wasn't made for businesses. And so when people come to me and they say they want to advertise on Instagram, that's going to take a lot of in-house work or a lot of um, hands-on creation, working with someone to create this it just has to be more personal. So I almost, I almost talk about it like it's a personality. So people yeah, who I are think... really big followings have a personality and they turn the camera around and talk about themselves and talk about where they are and what they're doing, what they can do for you. And they become someone you're interested in talking to and working with, with a face. Yeah. I, I think Instagram became the home of the influencer, the person who, 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 you know, basically reaches thousands or even millions of people. Right. If you we, look we at all the in, biggest, we were in several, yeah, yeah, we, we were in several influencer campaigns where we identified people who bought a specific product. We gave them free product, and then they took photographs and talked about and shared with all of their, with, with all the people who follow them. They, they shared this product, and it's it was it seemed like an expensive campaign at the onset, but the result was we had fifty people who were taking photographs of our product all across uh, the country and it was an amazing because we got we got we got so much uh you know uh custom personalized photography that we could then use afterwards as well it was it was really really amazing yeah this is just i actually really like this topic here because talking about instagram and, and, and a following and the campaign so if you're trying to run a campaign on instagram this is a really good way to do it here instead of focusing on growing your following on instagram or putting out ads on instagram you talk to influencers 
So people who, if, unless you're going to be an influencer or a personality yourself, then you'll start to grow your following. But if not, it'll probably be way more beneficial for your business to reach out to other people who already have massive followings. This will be a lot quicker and a lot more uh, effective at the start or um, get you right down to making sales. So instead of spending you know months to a year to build a following and build a brand for yourself and a personality around your Instagram account, which is what you would need to do to be successful on Instagram, you could alternatively just pay other people to talk about you and send them your products. Whether you're sending them products for free to review or you're just sending them so that they talk about them and show them themselves using these products um, or services. Oh, I use this service. You see that a lot on YouTube as well. Um, for YouTube sponsorships, they'll say, hey, I tried out this new learning service and I learn something new every day or I'm learning a new language and you should check them out and use my promo code. Now back to my video. So, Right. I, I think it's I think it's a great way, especially tapping into younger audiences like quote unquote millennial audience. I, I think influencers have been huge in, in reaching that audience, particularly on Instagram. And I think this is so for this type of campaign, you're looking for a younger demographic. You've probably got a product or a service that you want them to use. That's for a younger audience. And this is how you would go about doing it. This would be a great campaign example that we just kind of stumbled into here. But this would be a really good example. If that's what you're trying to sell and this is your demographic, then this is how you should go about doing it. It'll be the quickest way to get the results you want. Um, and it'll cost, it's going to cost money to do this. You're going to have to, depending on who you reach out to and the size of their following, the price changes a lot. So if you go to someone who's ultra famous to shout you out, lots of these people will actually look at you and they'll let you know um, if they're interested. So you'll be like, hey, I want to sponsor your next video. And they'll, they'll look at your business and say, oh, I think you're a good fit or I don't think you're a good fit. And if you are a good fit, then they'll give you their pricing. So this is this is a whole process of communicating with these content uh, creators and influencers. Um, and then some of them are easier going and they'll be like, yeah, go ahead, let's do it. And they'll help you create the ads in the videos and the shout outs, or they might want you to send them graphics and stuff. Um, so this is where having someone to help you out to make this stuff um, makes the process a lot easier for you. Um, this is almost like, this is something I actually do on a regular basis is reaching out and then depending on who you're working with, you might have to do a lot of work to, to also, you know, you're gonna pay for it and do a lot of work, or you might just be paying for it and they're doing all the work. But either way, um, you know, that, that's kind of working with influencers and content creators. Yeah, I, I think it ties into, into the whole notion of audience. It's like, why would I run an ad in a particular magazine? Because they have an audience. You know, it's like, why would I work with an influencer? Because they have an audience, uh, you know? And, and so the magazine, the influencer has built trust with a large group of people that's in the group of people that you want to target for your product or service. So it's like, you know, that's kind of how, how advertising works. And it's like, um, you know, it might, it might be helpful just to talk about examples like this so people can get ideas for campaigns. But like, again, for me, and th this is, this is really weird. So the client, the client that I'm talking about, they made, um, beautiful leather handbags and stuff, you know, really gorgeous stuff, high end, you know, it's, it's like, at one point, our demographic was uh, university students who go to fine art and design schools, a very, very targeted um, audience. But it's like we knew that like every person who goes to an art institute, you know, particularly, particularly, every, every, you know, every, uh, every woman who goes to the art institute, all the art institutes, they might want to have a really cool bag. You know, that's, mm -hmm. that's very specific. And a lot of them were like to carry a laptop or something you might take to school backpack or something like that. 
So what we did was we did an influencer campaign, giving products away to 50 of these people in our demographics all across the country. They went out and took photographs of all the stuff, shared it with us, and then they shared it, you know, with their audiences. So we saw sales, you know, almost immediately once that started. But then it's it's like then, you know, I you know me being the agency, we got all of the photographs, and I took those photographs and we turned it into catalogs and so and you know having a product catalog of all the of all the gorgeous handbags and leather backpacks that they made was great because we had the product photos but that, that's then having cool. all these pictures to augment it oh yeah to, it, it was gorgeous and then then we ran this for like two years we kept running new um they became sort of these magazines you know catalogs that were all electronic we never printed a single one which would have been cool but then it's like in so so in the uh, we delivered it as PDFs, um, the, the final products, uh, and in it we we noted all the Instagram you know every person who was an influencer we had their tags in it and it was all clickable and linkable right, mm -hmm. so so it was it was it was it was really this beautiful stuff that elevated the brand because, you know uh, their products you know really you know it's it's like, their stuff competed with like Coach right. Yeah. And bags like that, you know, I actually went to Mall of Millennia, which is an upscale shopping play, uh, venue in Orlando. And I went there and we walked around and looked at all these, you know, $300, $500 leather backpacks for me to get a better sense of, of the product niche, right? But it was, it was incredible. It was, it was a beautiful campaign. It elevated it because I was looking at, at Coach and other, and, and other high-end bag manufacturers. We elevated their marketing, so it looked it looked like it was you know running in that same league, and when in essence they were just a small business that that had some great design ideas, made some unique products, and put them out there. And, and so did, that's uh, an example of. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Did did that work out really well for them? You know, what kind of results did did they get? Yeah, I, yeah, it was it was great. I mean, and and the thing is. So we did this, we created one body of work by doing this influencer campaign. We got all this stuff. Then we made these, these catalogs and then it, it you know, it, and, and then it became how we marketed the company because it was so cool. And because it was so, you know, so much higher end than anything else we'd done previously. Yeah. I, I like that. The reusability of it, you know, it turned, you're using it for one thing and you got the use out of it from the shout outs and the publicity and the, um, getting in front of yes, people, but then you were also able to turn around and use it as an internal resource to then further market yourself for years to come or for exactly. at least for the season exactly. and get and, fresh photos. And every customer we'd get on their mailing list and we'd mail them these catalogs and they, we called them lookbooks. Mm -hmm. And, and so we, we mailed it out to everybody. So this became a body of work that we then used over and over and over again. And, and it, and it really, it really elevated the brand to another level. Which which the uh, the company didn't even imagine when we started this. We had no idea. They were like, "Oh man, you know, they had to spend I don't know something like five thousand bucks to work with this influencer group to then give fifty product away, right?" But it's like the thing is, when you do something like that, we were able to to totally maximize its value by taking all this stuff and then running with it and reusing it, mm -hmm. and it became you know how we marketed the company. So, so this is, um, you know, we're talking about reaching out to people and getting shout outs and things like that. Um, sometimes that you have to pay to do that. Sometimes you can just give them free stuff. So that kind of leads us into paid marketing campaigns, you know, because some campaigns you do are going to be free. Um, you know, if maybe not free, but 
more free than paid, right? So instead of running a paid ad, you might be doing an email marketing campaign and you already own all these emails. And if you already have the software to send this out, it's, it's basically free or it's something you're already paying for. So you can do email marketing campaigns without spending a bunch of extra money. Um, and that's one of those, those yeah, tools. Yeah, it's very too. low cost. Mm -hmm. it, you know, even working with us, you know, doing email campaigns and, uh, you know, especially, you know, you know, where, where you keep doing it, where it's like year after year, it's like, you know, we get super efficient, we build it, it's all based on, here's the results, look at how we're growing your list, how we're reaching people and how it affects sales. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then, so uh, that's an example of an inexpensive tool to use in your campaign. And then a direct mail is usually a little bit more expensive. So, cause obviously you have to spend money to produce the things that you're physically sending out as well as postage and things like that. Um, I know I've talked to some people this past year who started doing direct mail campaigns again, and they saw a lot of success from it just because everyone else stopped doing it. So if you can kind of get exactly. ahead, of, ahead of the curve here and stay trendy, that's really what marketing is all about is always being ahead of the curve. Cause if you're doing what everyone else is already doing or doing what they did last time, then you're not being effective. And I like to point that out to people too, who they, they come to me and they'll say, Hey, uh, such and such says you should always send out an email on a Thursday morning or Wednesday at 2 p.m. is the best time to post on social media, or this or that. And I just, I just look at it and I go, well, that's old news. That's what was good. And if everybody starts right. doing that, now it's no longer good because everybody's doing it and yours is getting buried with everyone else's. So you, right. that information is, is not as good as people think it is. You could be actually applying for a job on the place like Indeed or something, and I've seen this there, where they give you these quizzes to test your skills on on different areas of marketing, if you're applying for a marketing job or different areas or whatever, that's it's kind of something new they started doing was giving you these quizzes and tests. And it's one of those yeah. questions that's on there. And it's like, what's the best time of day to do this? You know, or the best time of day right. to do that. And it's just like, those ones always get me because being able to identify that, there's two different ways. You can't just say, this is the best way to do something because that person did it and it worked for them. You need to figure right. it out for yourself because that's that works with everything it's like no matter what worked for somebody else you know we have to figure out for every single customer it's a it's a completely different scenario and we have to figure out your audience we have to figure out what makes you different from your competition you know it's 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 like uh yeah, there's no magic silver silver bullet oh i always post you know my facebook posts on thursday at, at 9 a.m right it's like right. that's silly you have to find out what works for you and the only way you can do that is is by trial and error, getting in there and seeing what's effective for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then and then you can use your reporting and your other tools to find out what is best for you. So, so maybe Thursdays is the best day. Maybe Thursdays at two or Wednesdays at five or whatever. That may be the best day for you to do it. But you need to try out other ones and figure out what really is the best way. And then look at the results you're getting and continue to do that. Like you should obviously do the things that are best for you at the right times, but don't rely on somebody else's data to get that. Um, you can start use their data as a starting point, but don't think that that's the only way, the only thing you have to do. Branch out, do a little bit of everything, try them out and then see the results and look at your analytics and look at your spreadsheets or graphs or check out the results you're getting and then adjust it from there. And when you when you really hone in on something that's working well, keep doing the something well. Um, I've, I've, and keep refining, get better over time because but you, ha you have to learn, you have to learn how people respond, what people respond to. Mm -hmm. And so that's, it, that's it, you know. on another note, you don't want to over tweak things. So I've actually, I, I was working with a client a couple of years ago and just hitting it out of the park. So I actually still work with them today. 
but hitting they were we were hitting it out of the park so much that they were ready to open a second location. Wow. And they opened a second location. And in doing so, they changed everything about their business model. Instead of duplicating the business model that was working, they went a completely new direction. They kept the old business model for the old place, but the new place was something completely different. We used none of the same stuff, none of the same tactics, everything from the ground up, not just marketing, but the ground up of how the place was run and the kind of people that were, were working it and everything. And the place bombed. The second location oh. got shut down and they went back to one location. Oh, that's a bummer. And it is a huge is bummer. That... And, and, yeah. and, and now this client is now talking about doing it again, but I think this time around they'll get it right. Um, I think this time around they'll, they'll learn from mistakes and, and we'll know uh, not to change certain things. I, I say we because I'm being nice, but it wasn't really me. <laughs> I would have kept things the same. You know, that's that seems like know, don't, right? don't try to fix exactly. what isn't broken, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's good to experiment. I mean, we build sites all the time that are just experiments, that we're trying to see what's working. And, you know, for us, that's like a Rubik's Cube. That's fun for me to build sites to see what's working, right? It's sounds crazy but that's what we do when we're bored but mm -hmm. um so when we talk about campaigns we also have to think about a budget you know it's it's like uh when we were doing you know this this uh campaign for the for, for the for the leather bag manufacturer you know it's it's like they were like wow this influencer campaign it's five thousand bucks to use this cert to use this company that's gonna help us find influencers right mm -hmm. and it's plus we have to give away 50 50 product and their product was like you know it wasn't cheap it was 150 bucks 300 bucks but uh, but it worked out, and and again they you know they didn't understand what they were getting as well on the back end, you know, vis a vis all this amazing photos from all around the country, which was amazing. So it turned out really and, good, you know, which yeah, is yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah. But 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 they you have to figure out that budget up front because because you know then it, and and again it's it's like you have to whenever you start doing this stuff you should have goals. So we have this we have this ethos that whenever we do with whenever we're doing paid advertising, I want to get to the point that it's a one-to-one -one one -to -one ratio where you spend a dollar in advertising and you earn a dollar in advertising. And this is the holy grail. It's like, this is not easy to do because so much advertising, you have to learn, you have to figure out what's working. And when you get to that dollar per dollar um, ratio, it is like, it's a hallelujah moment. It's like, it's like we've made it because once you get to a point that it's one to one, then you can scale, and you right. should and you shouldn't scaling until you get there. So if, if you spend you know five thousand bucks and earn a thousand bucks back, it's like you know that that didn't work out, but you still have to you have to trudge through this. And this mm -hmm. is why so many people get so frustrated with advertising because it's, oh I tried this thing it was so expensive and it didn't work. It's like that you're right and it's a failure and it happens, but we have to learn through the process. So every, every client, we have to figure out what works for them. But when we can get to that one-to-one -one, uh, ratio, oh my goodness, that is like, it's, that's, that's like such a home run. Yeah. So, all right. So let's talk a little bit about the content of this campaign quickly. Um, if you're putting together a campaign, it's going to include a lot of things we've already talked about. It's going to include graphics. Uh, it could be photos or stock images or things you make. It's going to include videos usually. Um, whether you put these videos on YouTube, on your website, on your social media, you share them in an email. Uh, it's going to include emails themselves as part of this campaign. 
It's going to include paid advertising most likely. You're going to mix and match a lot of these tools into your campaign. You might not. You might hone in and run a small campaign that's hyper-focused and only has one tool to see how that tool works. But most campaigns are going to be using, you'll come up with an idea and a goal and you'll use all these tools. And this kind of works into budgeting, what you were talking about as well. Um, so right. it's very different if you're working with a small business or a large business and the budget that comes along with that. So a smaller business is obviously going to look at these tools and pick out all the ones that are less expensive or free and focus in on those and then use whatever budget they have to do some paid advertising on top of that to mix into these free options. Where a larger company with a bigger, with a, maybe a larger marketing team and a bigger budget, um, they're not limited in this way. So it's a very different approach. You, they can do everything at once and they can have multiple t people doing these multiple things. So, uh, you know, they may get to their goal faster um, or, you know, uh, quicker because they can throw money at it. Um, and that does help. So throwing money at problems sometimes does help when it comes to growing a following or getting more people there or finding out what's working faster. And where you also mentioned businesses getting frustrated, you know, and so how fast you can figure out what's working will help you not get frustrated. Sometimes you do have to learn from your mistakes and you're gonna make a few along the way here. Uh, you're gonna waste a couple dollars here and a couple dollars there. But when you find something that's working and it works well, push forward with that um, and build upon that. Um, don't, don't try to keep, you know, you find something that works well, don't switch to something and try to find something else that works well too. Push forward with the one that works well if you're on a small budget because the more time you spend experimenting is the more time you spend spending money in different areas. Push forward with what works, and once that's paying for itself, or once you're getting good results from that, add something else into the mix. But don't stop doing the thing that's working. Right, and you know, as an as an agency, that's our that's our goal to number one to to already know so much about the marketplace that we can that we can point you in the right direction of places that you should be advertising. So so it's like you know we we shouldn't be going in blind, you know. But but then it's like you know kind of just building up what's working what's not let's keep doing the things that are working and stop doing the things that don't so that's definitely the perk of working with someone right so um yeah we, we talk a lot about if, if you're the marketing guy and, and what this would look like from you what you can do we talk a lot about if you're a business you know and what you should do um, but then yeah if you lean on someone who is a marketing professional who knows what they're talking about um, who's already done this a dozen times or two dozen times for different businesses maybe even businesses that are just like yours um, that are offering the same service and stuff, that's where you can get a lot of that insight to save you time and save you money, as opposed to you having to trial and error it all on your own. Um, and there's a lot we can see with analytics. So it's like one thing that we do when we work with, with someone is we, we understand your space. It's, it's like the, the more we know your company uh, and the people, you know, and what you do, what makes you different, your competition, the, be the more effective we can be for you. So it's like, you know, you know, we, we, we say the term partnering with us because we, we become vested in your business. We learn about it. We care about it. Not only do we want to be a champion to help you uh, better market more efficiently, it's, it's like, you know, we, it, it takes research. It's like uh, some people think that, oh, you just come in, run some ads, and, and hey, it didn't work. It's, it's, it's like, you know, it doesn't work like that. It's like to be effective for you, we have to really understand your business. And, and often when we do that, you know, we can, we can show you so many different ways that you can be or should be marketing. And one of those things, you know, is, a, one of those things is a threshold, right? So if you're spending money yeah. or you're sending out emails, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be money. You can reach these thresholds by sending out a certain amount of emails, knocking on a certain amount of doors, doing so much telemarketing, right. spending so much money. But when you, you have to find out how much it costs to achieve a, you know, a customer or a client or to make a sale and then 
right you know which is that ratio you were talking about right you're trying to get to a break-even point and then from there grow to yeah. a profitable point um, but sometimes yeah, it's, you it's have not to easy. yeah it's not easy to distill all this down into numbers you know and even though i'm a creative guy i'm, I'm ridiculously analytical you know but that's what i want to do i want to figure out you know I want to figure out exactly what's it going to cost you to run an ad campaign, you know, but it's not easy. Right. Yeah, you know, okay. and, and that's one of the metrics that we, that we use in Google analytics and dealing with Google advertising and stuff. It's like, you know, what's the opportunity, you know, worth to you? What's what's the opportunity value? You know, it's, it's, it's like, you know, the whole Google suite, the Google ad suite, you know, shows us all this information where we can get to the right key performance indicator, the KPI that we know that, effective and, and we know and we can report you know we, we can cut through the clutter when, when you look at like analytics there's so much data that's nonsense it's meaningless but when you can figure out if someone does something on my website that's a conversion that's that's a very important thing you know that that's the goals we need to set in there so that we can so that you can at a glance see how is my campaign doing and once you understand how it's doing and how much it costs that's going to make you more comfortable to spend money. It's hard to spend $1,000 or $2,000 or even $100 for some businesses if they don't know what they're going to get out of this. But once you can prove or once you can see, oh, this if I spend this much, I am going to get something out of it, it becomes easier to then spend that much again. And then it becomes a little easier to spend a little bit more than that because you kind of already have a basis for the results you're going to get. Um, and if you don't have a basis, working with someone who does have a basis or has a feel for this is what we're talking about, they already know, they might already have some insight into how much you need to spend to get a, a minimum level of return out of it. Exactly, and again, that's that's the holy grail to get a one-to-one really. I spent a dollar, I earned a dollar back. Once you get there, then you can throw as much money as you feel like into it, you know, trusting that it's gonna scale. And it's and it's like, that is that is a magic moment when but, that happens. That can be really scary too. Sorry, I didn't mean to it, it, it is scary. Believe me, it's scary. We, you know, we had one client that had a hundred thousand dollar a month ad spend, and we were managing it. And it's like, you know, it was, you know, we were very cognizant of the responsibility on our shoulders. You know, mm -hmm. but you know, it, it doesn't start out with an ad spend that big. You know, you everything that we do, we build trust with you, and we prove things that work. And 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 you you know, when you get to that point again, it's like you know, it, that's the holy grail that we're trying to get to. Mm -hmm. And and it, and it Just, requires patience and it requires trial and error. And I think as long as you can show improvement and as long as you can show that you're attaining that goal, you know, that's that's how that's how we keep clients. Now, this this one to one ratio, it sounds so easy. Right? Like you might be listening to it and going, oh, it is not. Well, of course, I want to do that. And that sounds really good. But it's way scarier. If we break this down, what what does a one to one ratio really look like? And that means if you're let's talk about a real estate agent and say they're going to make let's just say $10,000 on a house sale. A one-to-one -one ratio would then be spending $10,000 in marketing to get that 10,000. That's how scary a one-to-one -one ratio works. If you're trying, if you're a photographer and you're, you're, right. you're selling a photography package for $1,500, a gorgeous portrait, let's, you know, we're doing boudoir portraits and all this and that, you know, that's a really popular one and it tags onto your wedding and you're getting it done there. And you know, you're, you want these clients and they're gonna pay you $1,500 then we're talking about spending $1,500 to get that client in ads. So if you're dropping $20 Facebook ads and wondering why you're not getting a $1,500 client out of it, well, you're trying exactly. to, you're not working at a one-to-one -one ratio here. You're trying to work at like a decimal level 0.001, you know, spend and hopefully get a full return on it. Um, right. And 
that doesn't usually work very rarely. Sometimes you get lucky or sometimes you're in the right business where it does, but you got to start bigger sometimes, spend a little more, um, find out how much you need to spend um, or talk to someone that might have an idea of a good starting point for you. Um, it, and, and like for us, it's like, you know, if I, I, I'd spend $1,500 to get a $1,500 client, but I know that, that, you know, that $1,500 client for, for one transaction, right, is going to turn into a $20,000 client over the course of the year if they work, you know, if we continue working together and if we continue proving ourselves to them. That too. So, so you, like, you sell a bicycle to someone, right? And they might come back for a helmet. Right. They might come back to get a tune-up. They might tell their friend about exactly. it. Exactly. So that one-to-one exactly. -one will and, turn into more. And the more of these one-to-ones you do, it'll naturally drop that as well. So you'll be getting a better return because you'll be spending less over time to get those same results because of all these other things yeah, and, that are and, helping you out. Right, and, and some things like like a one-off products where, where you sell something and you never see that person again, that's a much harder business model, you know, than than more of the service space where, like you said, a bike, hey, you come, you 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 know, you bought a bike from us, that was the big spend, but if if we do our job, you know, creating customer loyalty, you come in for the bike tune-up and, and we set it up for you, and next thing you know, you're buying helmets and, and water bottles and, uh, you know, and... and uh, uh, and, and, you know, what do you, energy, jelly beans, and everything that, that's associated with all the other stuff over the one purchase. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the idea. Yeah. If, if it was, uh, if it was a product base and you sold a product that cost 50 bucks and it cost you 50 bucks every time to sell one, it's like, yeah, that's, that's a losing proposition. Yeah. So, so again, you know, you know, often, you know, we're talking about campaigns, you know, at, at least from our perspective, we're talking about customers that, that, that come in to your fold and build a brand loyalty with them and they become a customer long-term and that's how we focus. So, so often we get stuck in that thinking. Mm -hmm. So speaking, I'm going to, you know, why I'm going to segue this here. Speaking of long-term customers or listeners or sharing, um, we thank you guys for listening and uh, we invite you to share us with a friend. So if you have someone uh, you think would be interested in the marketing podcast, point them our way. You can find us on Apple iTunes. You can find us on Google Play. Uh, you can find us on Podbean, where we're hosted. And you can reach us at marketingmasterspodcast at gmail.com. Um, I think this is a great stopping point. Um, we'll take off, and uh, I guess we'll see you guys next week for another episode. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll come back to this topic of campaigns. As you can see, it's not just a quick, simple thing. It's it's like it goes so deep, but mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's definitely fun to talk about. And if you need help with campaigns, you know, come on, come on air with us and we'll talk about it and try to solve your problems online exactly. here with this podcast. Exactly. We can talk about it on air. You can send us an email um, and we'd love to go over your business specifically. If you want to remain nameless or if you want to tell us the name of your business, send it over to our email. Uh, you can also reach us on Facebook too, um, at Marketing Masters Podcast. And we'll see you next week.